and welcome to Fresh Pressed for December 8th, 2020. My name is Gabe. And my name is Andrew. This is a show about music where we talk about new tunes, and I forgot that this is a part of the podcast that I, I mean, normally at least I'm thinking about it, but I literally got to that point and I forgot because we haven't done this show in two weeks that I had to come up with a word. And it's an easy one. Just go with spicy. But that's not, that's not spicy isn't good. Spiced is better, but it's still not great because we're talking about cinnamon and it feels like that's, you know, uh, at some point we're also going to have to talk about pepper and nutmeg. So I can't burn spiced on this. Yeah, but that, we're not going to do nutmeg for like another year. I don't know. What are we doing next week? We're not doing nutmeg. Why are we doing cinnamon this week, Andrew? Uh, because we didn't have one yesterday. And we you said herbs and spices. I made a KFC joke, and then you said we should probably do cinnamon. You know, it's like the holiday season. Like, you have some hot chocolate. You put some cinnamon in it. You make a pie. You put some cinnamon in it. You eat a turkey. You put some cinnamon in it. The whole thing. It's not super relevant this week what exactly the theme is. More importantly is that we found songs from bands that are relevant and interesting and make good music. Andrew, I know you have been trying to bring a song from this particular artist for like the last year. And you finally succeeded. Yeah, that's true. So uh, I have brought a song by the band Pale Hound and the song is entitled Cinnamon. Now, Palehound is one of those bands who I've always been generally aware of, but never really listened to until uh, a little over a year ago when my friend Lauren and I saw Big Thief at the Union Transfer and Palehound opened for them. And I was like, Palehound, that's a band that I know, except I don't know any of their songs. And I saw them and they fucking ripped. And I feel like, you know, it was a year ago and a lot has happened in the intervening year, but I feel like I gave that exact same explanation in my discussion of that concert a year ago you did you used the word ripped yeah because they fucking ripped that's it was very memorable i just like i love songs with guitar riffs guitar riff songs are cool they're still cool (laughs) they never stopped being cool yeah and there are great drums now pale hound is sort of one person is that right uh it's it's one of those bands that started as a solo project and it is I mean there are three main members of the band now so Ellen Kempner is the guitarist and songwriter and singer and she's she started the band as as a solo project but uh, there's also Jesse Weiss on drums and Lars Brogan on bass and that's the band that they you know record with now and tour with that's who I saw a year ago I do remember Lars the bassist they were very cool they all seem pretty cool all of the instrumentals on the song are really good and like groovy and very rock. Does that make sense? Yo, it does make sense. I mean, it sounds, uh, I'll be honest, that sounded really dumb, but it does make sense. So she, Ellen Kempner, says that her music is journal rock, which means like she says, just all of my biggest fears splurted onto some vinyl, no different from writing a diary, really. 
So that's the lyric side of things. But then you're right that there's also the rock side of things, the instrumentals that I've said it before and I'll say it again. It fucking rips. Gabe, if you uh, are interested in this guitar part, I can link you to a demo on the Guitar World YouTube channel where Alan Kempner teaches you how to play the riff from this song. You know, I would totally love that, except I don't really play the guitar, and I don't have a guitar with me, and I don't really know how I would get access to one. Mm. I have one of those really terrible Fender Squires still lying around at my house, but... Oh, we all do. Don't we all? <laughs> mine's mine's within arm's reach. Yeah, but you also have a nice guitar. <laughs> yeah, mine's closer than my other three guitars that are behind me. What? You have four guitars? Well, one of them's a shitty Fender Squire. Well, you have three guitars and a shitty Fender Squire? Yeah. Ellen Kempner has some great fucking guitars. I saw a, a Twitter post from her a few months ago about a new uh, hollow body electric that she got like custom made from uh, some company in New York that is so beautiful. I immediately was like, I got to look at these guitars. Let's set all of this bullshit aside. Gabe, Cinnamon, the song, uh, as we've already said, great guitar lick. I also really like the lyrics. Uh, Specifically, the uh, reference to the title is in the second verse. Mellow, cringy, ugly fellows mixing water into gin and chasing it with cinnamon. It's hard for me to really fully understand what the fuck she's talking about here, but it sounds great and also sounds difficult. What do you mean sounds difficult? The part where you mix water into gin, presumably take a shot of that, which sounds fine and easy, but then chasing it with cinnamon sounds like the hard part. Oh, yeah, is this some, like, weird cinnamon challenge where you have to eat the spoonful yeah, of cinnamon? Yeah, it's like the adult cinnamon challenge where you do a shot first. I see. I thought maybe it was a reference to Fireball, but... I guess, but do you chase with Fireball? I mean, that's... <laughs> what are you doing there? Although Fireball's really... You know, it, it, at a certain point, Fireball's not... The, you know what? My parents listen to this podcast. I'm going to stop talking about doing shots of Fireball. It's not that hard, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, especially if you're a mellow, cringy, ugly fellow, which, yeah, great line, by the way. Yeah. Wow. I I like the cadence of her lyrics. Yeah, I think that's, I think you're right. That's what I, it's like the actual content is interesting and I'm not sure how to read into it as we've addressed, but you're right. The cadence is really interesting. Say more about that. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's the mix of sentence fragments with concrete thoughts and specific imagery i think the third verse is particularly that way like um marksman shooting apples off of heads jonesing for a cigarette with sloppy shots on purpose and the the rhythm of how that comes out both if you just read the lyrics and also in the song itself yeah i mean i i I think uh another thing not the line that you specifically mentioned but like it, there's a middle verse that says keeping tabs on all my scrimmages and crossing out my closest friends for someone I can't recommend. You have scrimmages and then closest friends. And those are not 
particularly similar except for the uh like the metrical emphasis of that but then recommend is like right in the middle of those two it has the the double m of scrimmages and the end literally of of friends Hmm, yeah and there's a lot of like sort of slant middle nothing gestures at rhyme which are are really cool in here the other thing that that really strikes me about this song uh actually made me not really want to pick it the first time I listened to it. You know, I was looking for songs about cinema and I found this song pretty quickly. But it really takes like a a like left turn where it's really like hard rock. There's this chorus that just sort of like bubbles up and then flows away and then goes right back into the hard rock. But then there's this whole coda section that is so psychedelic, I think is is the best way for me to describe it. I think that's exactly the word for it. And I think it's hinted at through the whole song. What is the name of the effect that's overlaid on top of all of the music? Um, I'm always terrible at this, remembering which one flange. is which. I'm pretty sure it's flange. Okay, great. I'm glad yeah, you said flange. it too, because I always like get that and other things confused. But I always just want to say flange because it's a cool word, to be honest. That's throughout the whole song. This The guitar starts with, with that flange effect, but it is in that harder sort of style the faster kind of thing more fish i guess you could say Ooh. more it is it's more of a jam yeah, yeah. sure uh and then in this like last section I, i'm calling it a coda uh but whatever this last section it takes a step back and is no longer like really forward on that on that strong guitar but the guitar still sounds the same and it like elides those two styles together and it I, I, it really works i was surprised by it when I first heard it. I was like, what? I don't know what's happening with the song. Let me listen to the next 10 songs about Cinnamon that I found. Um, but then I, I came back to it. And I was like, this is really good. The um, the lyrics also at that point sort of take a step back or a step away. But I feel like a lot of the verse lyrics are in the moment sort of describing immediate images. You know, maybe some or all of it is like at a, sort of grungy kind of party and then it's it takes a step back it's about it's about god i guess but it's it's just taking a a wider perspective on it um and it's still sort of the same thing that you were talking about these like fragments mixed with longer uh bits of sentences but i think the the lyrical approach and the instrumental approach mirror each other really well in that switch uh from the main section to the coda Now, Gabe, uh, the artist that you've brought for your theme pick, some of our podcast listeners might find familiar. Uh, but not too familiar, but but not too not familiar. Tell us about this uh, new craze that you've brought us. This is the band The Long Winters, and the song is titled Cinnamon, and it's off their 2003 record, When I Pretend to Fall. Some hear a call, some 
pictures and Andrew, would you like to explain to our listeners who don't listen to all of the McElroy suite of podcasts <laughs> what on earth you are talking about? So the McElroy brothers are a podcasting family and their flagship podcast is an advice show called My Brother, My Brother and Me. And the theme song to that show uh, is the song It's a Departure, the lyrics of which I have just quoted extensively by the band John Roderick and the Long Winters. Thank you for that kind explanation. I did not put together that it was the same band until approximately 15 minutes before we started this podcast. But that's not the song that you're talking about. It is not. This song is titled Cinnamon, and it's a different song. Hmm, um, but first, the band. It's really just John Roderick, as you alluded to, although the group has had participation from a wide variety of other members, um, including Andrew, Chris Walla, and Michael Shore of your favorite band, Death Cab for Cutie. And there have been other members of other bands that have worked with Roderick on the songs and toured with him um, when they were touring. This album's from 2003. It's their second full length. Um, they put out another album, but then have been essentially quiet for the last 10 years. So I think we can assume that Roderick is not making music under the Long Winters moniker any longer. Andrew, this whole aesthetic and vibe of this song really takes me back to being like 10 and listening to like a specific brand of music that was coming out at that time. I mean, to be fair, this did come out in like 2005 or something. So No, absolutely. And I think it captures a particular musical zeitgeist rather well. You know, honestly, the comp that immediately sort of springs to mind for this song, and you're going to laugh, and maybe you should, is it's a little Counting Crowsy. <laughs> I took a deep breath so I could laugh at that one. Well, thanks, I guess. I hope it was an earnest laugh nonetheless. No, but I do hear that. I, I, I fully hear it. You're right. But, like, the instrumentation and also the somewhat earnest songwriting and with the spoken sung vocals... Song is also like vaguely about being in love and like describing some woman's skin as cinnamon colored or as cinnamon, which, you know, also feels sort of like a Counting Crows sort of thing. Yeah, it feels like a classic rock thing in general. I guess, perhaps. Well, he doesn't say cinnamon colored, to be clear. No, just that her skin is cinnamon. Yeah. I, I because the whole like history of white rock men <laughs> singing songs about black and brown women being like, Oh, your skin, it's a color that's different from mine is like pretty gross. So it could just be that he really likes cinnamon and he finds her skin to be particularly fragrant. Oh, interesting. I didn't consider that the the woman who the song is about is actually the spiced reference. Or it could be that uh, her skin is very rough because cinnamon is, is bark. Is 
my understanding of what the song is actually about is um, about like operatives or revolutionary operatives in like the 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 Eastern Bloc. What? Oh, what? In like the eighties. This is like sort of what it's about, and one of the this this pair of lovers getting caught, basically the police trying to force out who his accomplice was at the time. It really changes how you look at the song, huh? Huh. Now I'm looking at the lyrics, and it does sort of make sense. Yeah, and like there's this whole romantic love story. Like honestly, it's just it's just Matt Damon being Jason Bourne. This is Jason Bourne. The song is actually about Jason Bourne, which fits if this was 2003, I think. <laughs> it probably does. But like the the whole thing, them falling in love, going to Cathedral of St. Paul and the Gran Via and the, like the lyrics saying, do you remember where you saw her last? It's sort of an interesting twist on what seems to be a straightforward love song about somebody's skin. Now, str- oh, God. Mm. That was that phrasing is weird when you say it like that. You do sound like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> oh, God. Her skin is cinnamon. Her skin is cinnamon. Two gondolas. Andrew, we've entered sort of a quieter period for new music, or at least for new music that isn't explicitly just Christmas songs, which, you know, (laughs) like, I'm all for Phoebe Bridger's Christmas EP, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't resonate for me, a Jew, quite in the same way that it might for you, a celebrator of the Christian holidays. Uh, I did make uh, make a playlist that I entitled Indie Crimmy. Last night. Right. And 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 I should say that the new indie Christmas music is much better than having to listen to the same Christmas songs over and over again. Well, it depends on the They song. should play more Phoebe Bridgers on the radio station inside of the Kroger than, <laughs> you know. But with all that said, there's still new music coming out that is not Christmas related, and we have a couple of songs for you. Andrew. What did you find? This is a song entitled Birds, and it is by Winston C.W. off of his new album, Good Guess. Nobody will fry with you, they say. They'll get let out okay. They told me if I'd had a mind to do it, Now, Winston C.W. is Winston Cook Wilson, uh, which I feel like, I don't know why he abbreviates that. I feel like it's it's fine long, you know? I like it. I like the, t- the, the cadence of it. I do too, and it works better with the style of music, I think. Yeah, but this is what he says. I also feel like, you know, if the initial is a W, you're not, like, shortening anyone's time to say it. Fair enough. Maybe it's just for visuals. It doesn't matter. Winston Cook Wilson, he records solo under... This name, Winston C.W., who's also uh, the lead singer of Office Culture. And this album, Good Guess, just came out this weekend on the Whatever's Clever label, 
which of course is a friend of the pod Ben Saratan's label. So that is how I heard about it. And I really like this song. It's great. I love that it's so jazzy. That's fun. Yeah, so that's the cool thing about this album is that uh, I was really surprised listening to uh, the singles and then the album at how jazzy it was. So it's three musicians. It's Winston Cook Wilson, of course. Uh, and then also Carmen Rothwell on the upright bass and Ryan Beckley on electric guitar playing as a trio. And they recorded this whole album in two sessions, all live with no like overdubs or any anything. So it's it's in the same way that a lot of jazz musicians record albums like we've talked about when we bring jazz. That comes through in their playing. It's very cohesive. There's good chemistry amongst the trio. It sounds like like a small jazz combo. And yes, they're singing overlaid on top of it, but clearly skilled, cohesive instrumentalists. Once I was scot free in their minds, a dumb buck lost in the woods. My shrink tells me to retrace my steps. Oh, sister, would that I could. I picked this track, Birds. Because I, I don't know. I feel like I say this about every single fucking song that I bring on this on this program, but I just kept I kept coming back to it. I listened to this whole album, and I was like, "Oh, this is nice." And you know, I I saved a couple songs to to look at for later to to narrow down the choice. There's something about like the first listen of uh, this whole album for me that doesn't immediately click, and I don't say that to to be a detraction because. The more I listened to it, the more and more it clicked. And the like, the more I thought about it, the more it clicked. Like, I listened to this album twice through on Friday. And then, you know, went about my day, listening to other things, doing other stuff. But I kept thinking of the chorus of this song. I hear birds flying back to me, back to me now. I hear angels in the rafters looking fondly down. Both thinking of those lyrics and also just thinking of the music behind it. Not in like a, oh, this just got stuck in my head kind of way, but just like a finding more joy in it every time I either listen to it again or play through it in my head again. I I think there's something about this trio, and part of it is the way that Winston himself sings. He has this vocal approach that is kind of jazzy. It's also um, the way that it's mixed and set up with the trio. It's very at the forefront and... I think kind of throws me off balance a little bit, which is why I was, wasn't was immediately like locked into it. What do you mean by that? I think it's just, it's similar to how I felt about the sort of tempo and mood shift in Cinnamon by Palehound in that I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't where, what I was expecting from, I don't know why I had expectations from this song because I didn't really know this guy at all, but it surprised me and it wasn't immediately like, oh, this is my favorite song. And because we do a program where I'm like, here's, you know, a song that I love from this week, uh, you do have to have a sort of like, well, it's not going to be this song so that you can get through all the albums that come out, you know? I mean, hopefully you know. Yes, I do know. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I don't think this is going to do it for me. But I just found myself going back to it again. And I realized that I, I think what I mean by it, it putting me off balance is just that at first glance or first listen it didn't feel like it it worked like I didn't feel like his voice was I don't know what I would 
choose if I had the choice of various things to to mix into this album. But the more I thought about it, the more it, it worked for me. And the more I was like, no, this is the right thing. And it's more interesting than, you know, whatever I would have come up with. What I'm trying to say is I didn't jive with this at first, but the more and more I've listened to it, the more I've loved it. I've been like singing this line back to myself this whole weekend. There's an interesting function of so much music being released every week and especially us listening to a lot of it that we don't get to spend a lot of time really sitting on an album that we didn't immediately love at first yeah. listen. And I think that's sometimes frustrating. There have been albums that I've like listened to and then they were on like somebody's, um, you know, like we're getting top top 50 of the year lists right now or things like that, like on somebody's top 10. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like it that much when I listened to it. And then I'll listen to it again. And maybe it's knowing that somebody else likes it also, but listen to it again. You're like, oh, well, maybe this is good. And then you listen to it a third time. You're like, oh, wow. This now this is starting to connect. Right. That's how you should really be listening to music. Not like it's Friday. I have 10,000 albums to listen to. It's cool if you can read books really fast, but I think you get more out of some certain really excellent books by savoring them and coming back to them. I've been reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time, but like whenever there would be a song in the book, I would like stop and read the song closely and like, you know, make up a simple melody for it and like sing through it. Because I really wanted to savor that because that's something that I find really cool about the Lord of the Rings trilogy and other books that include uh, music in them. Some some album like this where I might open it up and see like, oh, God, there's like three pages of this old elvish song. I This does not seem like my thing. But uh, if you give it the time to really savor it, you can find something you really enjoy. Uh, one more thing that I want to mention is if you like this, the trio is doing a a virtual album release show this Thursday, December 10th. Um, and also, by looking at that show, I noticed two other shows they have this week. Tomorrow, Wednesday, is Runner, another band that I've uh, brought a song from this year. And Friday, the day after the Winston CW show, is uh, Jordana, who I have also brought a song from like a couple weeks ago, and her full album just came out this week. Some nights I hear birds flying back to me, back to me now. I see angels in the rafters looking fondly down. I hear the birds flying back to me, back to me now. Gabe, what's new with you? This is a real new craze from you. This song is Happy Birthday, and it's a new single from Hospital Bracelet. All right, so it's I lied a little bit. Just a little bit though. It's not really a new single. Mm. Sort of. It's definitely a single off their upcoming record South Loop Summer, which will be dropping in January. But there was an initial version of this song recorded and released as part of their EP last year called Neutrality Acoustic. 
But this is a new recording, yes? Definitely. As the name of that EP might suggest, that song was just acoustic guitar and vocals. Oh, I get it now. And this song is not. No. That's interesting because uh, one of the things that I liked about this song is that you sent it to me and I said, oh, the band's name is Hospital Bracelet. I know exactly what their sound is like. And I was not disappointed. <laughs> the band describes their their genre as emo bummer pop. Yeah. Which is what the name Hospital Bracelet would suggest. I do not mean that as a negative. I mean, that's good. If you can come up with a band name that immediately telegraphs the kind of sound that you have, at least in a broad stroke, I'm all for it. One of the hard things to do is, when coming up with a band or artist name is to make it fit the aesthetic that you want to put forth. And this yeah. is why musicians sometimes record several different projects with different aesthetics under different names. Okay, so the band. The vocalist is and guitarist is Eric Christopher, who uses they-them pronouns. Mm-hmm. Manet Hammond on the drums um, using she-her pronouns, and Aria Woody on bass uses he-they pronouns. Something that I found really interesting was listening to the acoustic cut, like the raw acoustic cut that came first, and then listening to the full instrumentation of this version. The immediate part of the song that jumps is that opening guitar riff. And... It sounds so cool in this format in a way that really elevates it above the initial recording. And it's just fascinating to see the evolution of that musical process. You know, Andrew, I have certain friends who are making a lot of solo music right now. Mm-hmm. Soraya. For, for instance, or yourself, um, but also other people. And, you know, a lo- as most budding songwriters will, you start with just your own guitar or piano and your voice. Getting a full band together can sometimes show you what a song can be with more people playing. Yeah, I wish uh, you had sent me that original version of it because I would really like to hear it. You know, the second time through that I was listening to this song, I paid a lot more attention to the lyrics and I would love to hear them more laid bare in, in in an acoustic setting. So as for the actual song, Andrew, I think there are three things that jump to me. First, as I mentioned, was this like very bassy guitar riff, mm-hmm. which is very Count Basie. Is what you mean? Yes, Count Basie. Lots of true. Why? I don't know what to do with your jokes. Like, well, you they shouldn't drop say out stuff that sounds like that sounds vaguely like a joke I could make. That's your <laughs> fault. Yeah, granted, um, it's like a quick triplet riff you know the that is less common maybe i don't know i feel like i don't hear it like that sort of riff as frequently you know we use the word riffs to describe pale hound but i think it's an also a good descriptor for this riff yeah i think so the second thing that i love about the song and about the music that hospital bracelet has released is i really love eric Christopher's vocals. They're very clearly emotion driven. Um, they're still very on pitch with their with their singing, but there's like a lot of 
like almost theatrical emotion put into the the style and mm-hmm. they have an exquisite like tremolo vibrato that works really yeah. well yeah i think that's often something that for the punk kind of style this is true of a lot of band a lot of times the sound seems more important than the lyrics but what will draw me into listening more closely to the lyrics is liking the singer's voice uh, and that definitely is exactly what happened the second time i listened to the song i was like "Ooh, i really like their voice and then i was like okay what are they actually saying Right, and then I wanted to talk about the lyrics a little bit because I am not entirely confident that I can parse them correctly. (laughs) Okay. The song is titled Happy Birthday. They make emo bummer pop. So I would assume that this is like, it's somebody that you loved's birthday and you're sad because it's their birthday and it makes you think of them even though they're not in love with you anymore. Mm -hmm. However, it sort of sounds like the romance is still going on or that it just started also maybe instead of that, like, like I fell in love with this person and I don't really know how this happened, but now I'm in love with them and it's crazy and difficult and like what's going on. Like they use the line, is this a scam? Is this a free trial? Are they referring to this new romance or? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Definitely also got the sense of the end of a relationship or or some relationship difficulties. It it feels to me it's like the relationship has not yet ended, but things have happened and knowledge has arisen that will likely lead to its end. But maybe because it is this person's birthday, we're going to set that aside so that we don't break up on your birthday. That kind of thing. Mm, yeah, I do see that also. Or the relationship has recently ended, and this is the first time you're seeing each other again because they're having a birthday party. The main sense that I get to it is like there's this need for happiness or at least some sort of cheer uh, because of the birthday, but there is the pain. You know, there's this is lines... Um, I knew this was coming. Wish I could push it down. Maybe I could numb it. No surprise I'm wrong. Nothing could ever fix what's been going on. That line especially feels like, you know, you have this nice, you know, unicorn band-aid on the uh, gaping wounds of this relationship. Is that poetic enough for you, Gabe? I knew I could come to you for some (laughs) advice and you would have some wonderfully coherent response. Andrew, did you listen to anything else this week? Uh, like I said before, Giordana's sort of two combined EPs into one LP. Uh, the two EPs were Something to Say and To You, and the LP is, of course, Something to Say to You. Uh, that came out this uh, past Friday. Uh, I was listening to it. I also ordered it for Bandcamp Friday on CD, and it's great. Joan of Arc put out their newest record titled Tim Molina Theo Bobby. Um, they've been around for a while now, I guess. 
kind of like a more experimental rock style. I really loved an album from Sarah Louise called Floating Rhododendrons, which, first of all, a great album title, Floating Rhododendrons. It's, it's a little bit hard to say, but it's still good. Um, she is a uh, solo acoustic guitarist, and as you know, I'm very into that shit. So check it out if you are into that sort of shit. Lavender Diamond is back with their latest record, and now is the time after an eight-year hiatus. Sort of uh, piano, poppy-driven, but also with some indie elements. Something like that. It's good. There were a lot of other singles, and uh, Gabe, like you said, a lot of Christmas music. Too many, and a lot of them are for upcoming albums, so I won't bother shouting them out now, but I will shout out uh, the one Christmas song that I did really enjoy from this week, which of course was Sympathy for the Grinch by 100 Gex. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but I absolutely should. Yeah. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Fresh Press Pod. We have a Spotify playlist with picks from the show that you can find in the show notes. And then Andrew and I will be back with our next episode on December 15th of this year that's in one week but for now i'm gabe i'm andrew and you've been listening to fresh breast <laughs>